0: Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
1: Okay, on this bit of a little special midweek podcast me was it wasn't the main podcast, but we decided to put this out on its own just in case you wanted to listen to it itself or you've missed out on, on listening to the... you haven't had a chance to listen to the full podcast. Uh, I get to speak to a friend of the show, uh, Jeremy Dow, who of course is a football agent and I'm working currently in the Bundesliga, um, on Keita, the deal... And um, the likelihood of a deal happening. Um, the Red Bull uh, Leipzig or Bull Sport uh, Leipzig football team who we're dealing with, and of course Ralph Ranick who is the sporting direct- director of Red Bull uh, Leipzig. And his sort of take on whether this transfer is likely to happen and under what grounds this transfer would happen on. Um he also gives us a brief update on what he thinks will happen with Emre Chan, um particularly around his agent. Is he efficient for a move or is this just power play by them? Um and just in general, the 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 difference between when an English club comes to uh, negotiate with a German club as opposed to when another foreign club comes to negotiate with a with a with a Bundesliga club. Anyway, <clears throat> that was nearly tongue-tied there. Um So, yeah, have a listen and um, enjoy. So Jeremy look it's a pleasure to have you back on um, it's been a while since we talked last um, and I wanted to get you on tonight because obviously the big big Liverpool transfer story at the moment is another Bundesliga footballer and this time it's Naby Keita who's at Red Bull Leipzig or RB Leipzig as as, as most of the people in, in, um, in Liverpool and around the world who support the team are starting to get used to it actually I'll tell you a good one somebody thought that RB meant right back and that the, and Keita was a right back so they were wondering why we wanted to pay £80 million for a right back and um, why is he coming from Leipzig and Anyway, um apart from that, look, I wanted to get your you you are involved in the game over there and you would have heard about this player and you would have you know how Leipzig and and, and Ranick who is the the sporting director at um Leipzig operates. So look, in Ireland at the moment and in England and, and because we share the same press the story is that Liverpool are prepared to test the waters and are prepared to go in with a world record bill, well, a, a, a football a, a, a team record build of sev- somewhere between 70 and 80 million euro yet we're hearing on the far side on, on the German side that Leipzig isn't prepared to t- negotiate this transfer, that uh, Cater to them is unsellable. So where what is the truth here, Jeremy? Does money talk in this instance or is Ranjik the type of operator who just is, won't, who will just close the door and say, no, I'm not prepared to, to negotiate here and we will keep Cater if, the, if, if that's really what we want?
0: Well, nobody would have mentioned his name a year ago because, uh, well, he wasn't an unknown quantity. But certainly on the English scale of things, he wouldn't have been known at all. Um, it's funny you mentioned that. For starters, by the way, with the RV bit, That actually in German stands for Rasenballsport, grass ball sport, because they weren't allowed to put Red Bull as the official name of the team according to German rules. Right. Just like you can't have third parties, th- third party foreign ownership, etc. And so that was uh, against the rules. Not allowed to name a team after a product. Um, yeah, right. Um, The interesting thing, and this is the Red Bull dynamic in Germany right now is particularly interesting because what they are not, Phil, is they are not a selling club. They are not going to be a selling club to Bayern München or to anybody else for that matter. So whether or not Renick is a hard bargain, which he is, you know, he's not exactly like your levy at Tottenham, uh, but he's certainly a man who sticks to his principles. He's done it for years at Salf Stuttgart. And he's certainly dug in his heels here at Red Bull Leipzig, you know, 25, 26 is old. They don't take in players over that age. Um, he has his principles and he sticks to them. And again, three or four years ago, Red Bull are coming up from the 5th and 4th Division and they stuck to their guns and they've been very, very shrewd with their business deals. They have done very, very well. And at the end of the day, the German press here is reporting that, of course, Kayates is not for sale. Kayates is not for sale. Kayates is not for sale. And the fact of the matter is, he isn't for sale. But Red Bull is a very, very shrewd business operation. Um, there are essentially five teams, six teams within a pyramid, uh, not including Red Bull New York, which is for sale. The, the, the second team is in Austria. Then they've got a second division club called Liefering, and then they have their own who I mean, they've just released, released like three or four German national players to, uh, to, to, to local clubs. So they're just based on the top bits of quality. They want only the best for the creme de la creme. And at the start of the year, Kieza wasn't even planned as a starting player. But in the second picture of the season, gets subbed in with eight minutes to play. Or I think it was six minutes to play. He walks in the pitch and scores a one 0 victory at uh, at Dortmund. Uh, the following match, he also played well in a victory. He got substituted, and from that, he never came off the never came off the field. The fact of the matter is, if if you ask me, I would suggest to you first of all, and this is probably the most important question, is that he's well worth it. Yeah, I think if you're looking at seventy million. If you want an out and out box to box number eight, this kid has got it. He's got an engine on him. He'll put in 12k, you know, 12 kilometers a shift. Um, he'll put in the graft. He'll win a lot of balls. He'll also score a lot. He's he's a true pure box to box number eight. Um, and I, I I don't quite think that's something you have. I mean, you've got Lalana's more advanced. Um, you had Avindulam, that was also a lot of money for for him as well from Newcastle and. Uh, then you've you you, you you've got, obviously, Coutinho, uh, a little bit more advanced. And then you've got Emery Chan as, as a real pure number six, who can sit him from the backs. For me, a real pure number eight, especially in the Premier League game, because he's so fast. This boy is very, very fast. He's not very big, so he won't win a lot of balls in the air. That's probably about his only deficit. Um, he's super fast, and he's great on the ball. And, yeah, he's definitely worth every bit of 70 million pounds because you look at him, he's a 95-born boy. He's still U21 age. You know he would have played in the European Championships by you know if it was if it was determined by his age if he had a European passport so he's young, Um, and he's definitely worth the price tag that's being applied to him. You know within the modern market, I'm saying that you know to say somebody's worth 70 million pounds is a big stretch, but within the modern market, he's certainly worth it. And no, he's not for sale. To answer the question, the long and the short of it, he's not for sale. But at the end of the day, Red Bull are a business model, and if Liverpool name a price that they do market for his value, then they will invest that in another young player. Mm. Um, but, you know, at a, as a boy who's 21 years old, uh, where are you going to go with that? You know, you're going to buy a 23 year old and then you're downsizing yourself by two years. You're going to buy a 19 year old who doesn't have the experience.
2: Mm.
0: He's perfect. So they're going to have to really put something on the table. And then, you know, the risk is as a Liverpool, do you want to invest 80 million pounds into a profile that you don't know? There's no guarantees. It's going to work again. He's not the best in the air. And, you know, he's a, he, he only started and lost three fixtures this year. No, sorry, four. Four fixtures he started and lost this year. Mm-hmm. Two of them were to Bayern. One of them was to Dortmund. And then there was a, a rough game to, to, to Hamburg. Three of those fixtures were when he played on the outside, right or left. He can't play right. as well. He can't be as effective as you'd like him to be unless he's. He, essentially, he only plays the eight spot. You know, you can't do very much with them. Like, with, with Liverpool's system, the way you move your midfielders around the the the, the your, your type of, of... The way that Klopp puts, you know, those midfielders in a certain selection where he leaves Kahn in the hole and then he's flexible with another three or four personnel, that won't be a... It's not a good way to utilize money. Right. Because he needs to play simply at the center of the park. mm mm-hmm. And if you want to put him onto the wide right, if you want to put him onto the wide left, in a diamond, as you will, you know, um, it's it's not it's not an effective use of money, and he and the player is damned expensive.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, I, I guess again, the long and the short of it is he's not really for sale, but if Liverpool named the right price, Red Bull are they're a business operation, mm-hmm. and uh, that, that's what that's what Red Bull will do. Right? RB Leipzig will say, okay, fine, if, if you're going to throw stupid amount of money at us, yes. We'll take it and invest it in four more youth talents. Um, but I would say you probably need to hit the uh, the 80 mark to do that, because here, according to the German press, he's not sale, and Ralph Renick is, is a pretty stiff character who sticks to his guns, and so he'll stick to them, you know, up to a certain point.
1: Jeremy, can I ask the, the one one of the, the the stories that um I heard last night, and then it's it seems to have broken in the press uh, Jordan today as well, is that the essentially the player now is trying to push for the move. Does that in Im- will that influence uh, Raniakin or Red Bull in terms of the the price, or will they just will it make them more adamant to hold out for the price that they want? Um, if the player is insisting that he wants to move this year, as opposed to the reported fifty million release clause he has in his contract for next year.
0: Yeah. Um his agent is Arena Levin, ex mm-hmm. um, German national player. Um, they don't have the widest range of international contacts, so I'm sure there are a couple of partner. It's a, probably uh, Project B, um, Klopp's agent, is just trying to broker on their behalf. Um, I I would suggest at the end of the day, uh, you're not going to mess with Rebel Leipzig. Uh, he, he'll have an excellent salary structure. He'll be very well paid. Um, whether he's really pushing for the move or not, I it, it, let me tell you this Red Bull will not lower their financial standards because a player wants to move. Okay. They will have their line in the sand and they will simply not cross it. And this is what would be interesting about a boy like Kieta. He, he would be really, really good for Liverpool because he has flourished for a year playing under Ralph Hasenhutu. Um, who is the, the, the coach of, of Red Bull Leipzig who came from That He saw them promotion from second league. Actually, I used to play for FC Cologne mm. as a player, Austrian international. Um, very, very extremely no-nonsense coach. He's a coach who wants people to put in the graft. Um, he is excellent regarding man management. Um, he is absolutely very, very strict Regarding discipline, things like showing up on time, cell phones, um, daily uh, physical checks, i.e., blood, um, fat intake, weight, etc. etc. Stretching process is an absolute consummate professional. Rafa Beneful and Kieta has come in and simply impressed and become the main engine of his midfield. Out of nowhere, they would have never said that he would have, you know, he, he wasn't. It wasn't. Plenty. He was more of a project.
2: Yeah.
0: Who just he was just so good you couldn't take him off the pitch. For all of those reasons, he would be an absolute hit with Jurgen Klopp. And in Liverpool, his style fits. His style fits to the Premier League. And it would certainly, as a character, the, the, the fans, the, the cop would be turning him off the pitch on a weekly basis. you know, Or at least a bi- bi-weekly basis. Um, I really don't think, though, that player pressure will result in anything other than hurting the player individually because Red Bull Leipzig have made it very, very clear they're not going to be vostrawn, and that's by anybody. They, they've changed the German market, because as we all know, you, you know this, and anybody who knows a little bit about German football knows mm. that, when any special talent comes from Frankfurt or Cologne or Hamburg or Schalke or whatever, he's a German talent, where does he go? He goes to Bayern. Bayern mm. buy the big young talent. Even, and that's what happens.
1: Even Dortmund, Jeremy. Even Dortmund, if you look at it there. The,
0: even Dortmund. Yeah. Because you're absolutely you're absolutely right. And it's a good point that you make. Even Dortmund, we've all seen it. How many players have have Bayern taken up Dortmund?
1: Exactly. Exactly. You're looking at Hummels, you're looking at Lewandowski in the in the most recent ones, and they, they were two of the biggest players that, that 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 Dortmund have. So there has been really there's only been one powerhouse in Germany. And my my take on this Leipzig experiment is to essentially try to set them up on a on a par footing with Bayern. So why they'd want to sell their best player when they're trying to build to that level is obviously the question that you that, that that would be, you know, as you said, it's the reason why they're going to hold out for top dollar for a player who is who essentially is, is the engine room of that team. Is that right?
0: Yeah. And again, they just they just don't want to sell, mm. they don't want to sell. And they've made it very, very clear. So they're not interested in negotiating, they're not interested in selling the player. If Liverpool name a ridiculous free, you know, mm. that could replicate the gross domestic product of a small Asian country, then fine, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Red Bull Red Bull will suggest, okay, fine. You've named something that's off the charts of reasonability. Mm-hmm. We will accept your offer and take the player. Otherwise, their biggest concern is the Champions League. They have wanted Red Bull as a brand in the Champions League in the German market since a very, very, very long time. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they got the license to do so, because it still wasn't clear over the course of the summer that they were going to maintain that Champions League spot, because, as you know, one company one owner is not allowed to own two teams in the same competition, according to UEFA standards. And there already is Red Bull with Salzburg and Austria mm-hmm. that exists in the champions league. So that was a bit of a conundrum that, that that point was cleared and they were given the license to, um, to, to, to play in the, in the champions league for this year. Uh, they, they've achieved what they wanted. And this was set up five years ago. This is the reason why New York Red Bull is for sale. This is the reason why they canceled their U 23 in the regional league North in Germany, in the fourth tier. They finished, I think in third place, a few points off of first place and they just canceled the team. They just closed the team out. Yeah. Uh, and we're talking, we're talking several German and Italian and Belgian and French national players were just released mm. from Red Bull. They have a model and that model is going to be Red Bull Leipzig is going to be a major champions league contender for the next year. They will be in the group stage every single year that that's what they want. Mm. So they are absolutely not going to be a selling club and that's the reality and you are going to see more and more Africans and Brazilians South Americans and Africans coming through into Red Bull because they have an excellent school called Red Bull Brazil and an excellent Red Bull New York uh, Africa, excuse me academy where players come through and when they're good enough they get fed into the category two and three teams which is Liefering and, 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 and Austria mm-hmm. uh, Charlesburg because the players passes are easy, e- very easy to obtain in Austria So the best players from the African school and from the Brazilian school are going to be shipped into the Austrian teams to play and get experience. And when they have success, they will be shipped into the parent club of Leipzig. So they have that structure, and that structure is in place so that they can build themselves over the course of the next 10 to 15 years. They have by far the best training facilities in Germany and Austria, essentially. That is a somewhat arguable point, but it's basically Buckingham Palace Mm -hmm. uh, on steroids. Is their training facility, um, and and the Austrian facility is off the charts. When you see it. it, it's 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 like going into a seven star resort with Michelin stars for a restaurant. It just you're like wow, you know you're not supposed to change your boots here. It, what they're doing is they're just building something for the long term, and and again, there's no price tag that they are going to allow unless it fits a business model. Right, nice. and their business model is success in the Champions League. So, like you said to start in the question. You know they're preparing for Champions League. So why are they going to let the engine of their midfield go?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, Jeremy, you're you're in the business. Does he get his move to Liverpool, or does that, the, uh, or, or is it going to be a case of this one goes right to the wire?
0: I would suggest that it doesn't happen. Uh, and if it does, then they're offering above ninety. Okay. Okay. But that's and that would be my guess. And if I was a Liverpool fan, I would not want to see my team spend ninety million on one player. Mm-hmm who, quite frankly, again, my opinion, he's a great player. Would he be worth 90? Probably not. Would he be worth 60, 70? Maybe. But you can't play him outside of the 8 or the 6 spot. You know, he's an 8, sometimes a 6, sometimes a 10, but he's basically a box-to-box midfielder yeah. who can't play outside in the channels and isn't very good in the air and has had one very stellar season at the highest level of football. mm mm-hmm. Before that, he had played a season in League Two in France, and then he had played two seasons in the first tier in Austria, which is certainly a second or a third-tier football league. So you tell me, after one full season, do you want to see your team take that type of a finance over?
1: well you know if you were to go by all the reports that are out there he is the second coming of Diego Maradona however I'd be sort of in your category going on saying right that's an awful lot of money for a guy who's had one season at the top flight now admittedly in a very impressive season at the top flight but there's still a big
0: he's a very very good player yeah he's a very good player but no he's not a Diego Maradona no not at all not at all he's a number 8 he'll win the ball he'll make the quick passes he's good with the dribbles you know, he hits the ball well with both feet. He, he's very good with his left. You watch him, he receives the ball, like, oh, well, his touch is superb. Mm. Uh, he's very difficult to play against. Again, he has immense quality. Mm. Um, but he's certainly not a South American type of Fair. dribbler. He's an engine. He's, no, no. Yeah, he's an engine. He, and, he's, he's the oil in the engine, you know. And,
1: um, and that's that's sort of my point, Jeremy. Like, you, you know, we're used to fees of... of Like, we aren't used to fees. This is something we were talking about earlier on amongst a group of ourselves as well, saying, you know, it just seems to be crazy. There seems to be now an English market and then there's the rest of the Europe market. I'm looking at Oglu going from Leverkusen to AC Milan for 20 million plus 4 million in add-ons. You're looking at... And um, Peretta is going from Roma to Zenit Saint Petersburg for less than twenty-five million. You're looking at potentially Rudiger going to Chelsea, which is a strange one for under forty million. And you just wonder, you know, have the English clubs got a lot more money than sense now at this stage? Because and have Europe copped onto this? Because clearly, when they come, they're saying here's the English price. But if we're going to negotiate with another team in in Europe, there's a there's a different price for those players. And how long do the English clubs continue to fuel that? Is is a bigger question? Like. You must be seeing it in in your game as well. That the, there's a different different level to negotiations that goes on once an English team come into the, come into the reckoning.
0: Of course it is because at the end of the day, your mid table mid table championship clubs have significantly more income than um, smaller first Bundesliga clubs, and that's based on an inflated uh, Sky Television contract. And that's that's all it is. it's, it's two separate worlds. So you know yourself in Ireland. You've got your expensive plus restaurants for your London foreigners and your you know, your New York foreigners and your Toronto foreigners that come in that yeah. that book on hotel.com and, and pay the five star price. Yep. And then you've got your mom and pa bed and breakfast where you can go and sit at a place that's probably twice the quality for a third of the price and you'll walk out with a couple more mm-hmm. points left for the pub. Mm-hmm. And and that's you know, then you're not paying the overinflated price and that's just what it is. It's it's over inflation of the market. And so the second an English club comes in now, people know the type of money that's available for those clients. And, and, and that's, you know, that's, that's the end of it. So um, we see it. I mean, we, we, we just signed a client to um, a German center back Dortmund's captain of the U23s, uh, Christoph Zimmerman client of ours for years. And, uh, and we just signed him to Norwich city. Uh, so Nordic, so the Canaries have just, just bought our center back Christoph Zimmerman. And I mean, right off the hop. And again, he's only been up to the captain of the U23s for Bruce Dortmund. Mm. So fourth tier, third tier, right off the hop doubled his wages by going into the same division he would have went in here because we had a couple of second Bundesliga clubs that were looking to take him on a free. Dortmund mm. were asking him to stay because he was going to get more first-team training and potentially get into the squad. Um, and then Norwich come in with you know their, their, their trainer, the German, who's his trainer of the U23s in Dortmund. He's like, yeah, no, we want to Kristoff's my captain and uh, I'd like to take him with me. He immediately doubled his wages. You know, we didn't even bother to negotiate, give or take. Obviously, we did. But mm. the fact of the matter is the negotiation took care of itself. The trainer said, I want this player. Market value is this. He gets market value. Mm. And, you know, you look at the dollars and cents it, and you think, my goodness, he could have been playing at the same level of football and be on less than half the wages if he had stayed at home. Yeah. I would have gone and done the same thing myself over the channel he goes. And that's the reality. Mm. You know, will it so, be, will, so there's one for you. Watch Christoph Zimmerman at Norwich City.
1: Will, will, Jeremy, will will it be harder for those players then to come back to Germany if they're if they go to such big wages in in England, or is it is is it more culturally like they they know that when they go to England they're going for, they will get a big paycheck and that they if they have to come back to the Bundesliga or whatever that they will have having there'll be an expectation that there that there's a haircut on their wages when they return to, to the Bundesliga.
0: I think so. I mean, to be honest, the majority will look forward to coming home. For some reason, the Germans love it at home, and that's it. For some reason, it's a nice nice little country. Mm. Uh, not, not to say there's anything wrong the sun's shining today, so looks all right outside. Um, it's a nice place to be. I think a lot of them will come home, but certainly uh, you're getting a fraction of the wages. So I think from a football perspective, if they can, you know, your job as a player, again, I think I said this to you in, in an interview previously, your job as a player is to obtain the most amount of finances possible over a short period of time. Mm-hmm. And if you can knock yourself into the English market and obtain a, a good payday, then obviously it's your job to do so. So the fact of the matter is the English market is as you quite, quite correctly state inflated. It's inflated because of the new Sky package. Um, that's not going to change in the near future. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the result is that's what's coming in. And then the, the fact of the matter is now, if you look at, for example, in the last three days, obviously, the German U21s just won the European Cup. Um, keep in mind that that was Germany's second-slash-third team.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Eleven players playing in the Confederation Cup team were U21 players, and that's not including Leroy Same, who I would mentioned to you, I think, our first interview. When you right. said, what type of boy would they want to look at, yeah? Mm-hmm. Leroy Sane is a 96, so he's a U21 player. So you had 12 out-and-out players between the first team and the Confederations Cup that weren't playing in the U21s. The U21s beat the favorite Spanish. Then the Confederations Cup team won. They were also a B slash C team. That was mm-hmm. definitely a B slash C team that won that tournament convincingly. Um, there is just so much top young talent. If you're English and you want good young quality who can play, you know, you know, reduce the risk and take the top quality, you just have to go across the channel. There's yeah. tons of great young talent out there, well, you
2: well, know. Well,
1: one last one for you Jeremy there's a big, the, one of the other stories that we have here is that Emery Chan still hasn't signed a new contract with Liverpool and he's, he's entering the final year of his, of his current contract do you expect he,
0: isn't. he ends at 18 he ends at 18 that's right
1: yeah so the, 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 the question here is: well there's been rumoured interest uh, from Juventus now I don't know have you heard anything along the lines is that real or would you say that's the agent looking to get um, to get the best contract deal possible from especially moving into the last year with, with, with Liverpool and you know after his confederation's cup performances I know he didn't play in the final but he was very very much steamroller in oppositions um, in the previous rounds and all the way up to the final in the Confed Cup as well. He's definitely a player who stars on the rise again, isn't he? Yeah,
0: it is. Yes, he is. and he's he's an out and out he's an out and out player who will play for Germany in the future, just like a Gundogan, Um He's mm-hmm. an out and out guy who will who'll play for Germany in the future. His his um, his agent, Razor um he's an absolute shark. I know mm-hmm. his agent. He's a, he's a shark, and all he will do is try to get the most money possible for his client, and namely himself.
2: Yeah,
0: and I mean, that's his job. I'm not slanting him. That's no, just no. the reality. And so at the end of the day, I can totally see a move happening. If there are more dollars and cents on the table, mm-hmm. uh, he will take it. <laughs> so it all depends on if Liverpool are willing to be competitive. I'm sure Chan loves it where he is, but I'm sure he can go to Galatasaray and get insane money. I'm sure he can go to Juventus and get insane money, or Turkey would be too early of a step for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he can, he can always, as a Turkish player, he can always go there when he's 33 and still get paid. Um, I, I would not be surprised one bit for him to jump to a major Serie A team or anywhere else, a Paris Saint-Germain or whoever had interest mm-hmm. in Emre Chan For Reza leave for his agent and for Emre, it will come down to finances. Yeah. Whoever wants to pay is whoever will get him. And so he will hold up for his contract, yeah. I, I don't see him signing unless Liverpool want to put something on the table now. Um, that's really, really interesting, and, and I, I definitely see him holding out if he thinks he'll get more, mm-hmm. more money. You know, and obviously, you know, people on the side must be wondering because at the end of the day, there was a—I don't think too much money was paid. I think you, you guys paid about twelve million for him. Twelve I million, yeah, yeah. It was,
1: it was 10, million, ten I think it was ten million sterling, twelve million euro in, in terms of the total deal. and like what that happened to get him from Leverkusen? Because it was a release clause, as far as I know.
0: Right, and I mean, you paid 20 million for Wijnaldum. You paid 30 million for Lalana. How much did you pay for Coutinho? Um,
1: it was something uh, silly as well. I you, think it was nine million for Coutinho. You've
0: got time. you've got an expensive midfielder, and and and, and w- uh, the thing is, okay, an expensive midfielder is one thing, but Lalana is getting on in, in age. He's not old, but he's, he's getting up there, and, and, and it, you want to hold on to your younger players,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and. I don't think you want to let an MH on go walk away on a free. that's the thing no. i don't I don't think you want to let a player like that you know again star on the rise as you said. I don't think you want to let a player like that go on a free. Mm-hmm. you know that would be poor transfer business mm-hmm. if you're a if, if you're a club director, and I think that that's that's probably something that normally I would imagine that what Ray's is pushing for is a, an increased wage with transfer fees included. Mm-hmm. so if his star continues to rise, then he can obtain fifty million from an Italian club. Um, which would be a hard sell, but it certainly it could be done. Or if it's from a buyout, if they want to, because Bayern right now are struggling for German players. Yeah. Because the ones that are there aren't always playing. Um, and is not making a lot of friends in Germany, to be honest with you. So I could certainly see a couple of Bayern coming up in a year's time and saying, here, 40 million of the pool, thanks. You know, after he signed on for set, set fee X. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and before he went to Leverkusen, he came through the youth. Uh, after coming through the the, the, the the small boys in Frankfurt, he was essentially a youth product for for Bayern Munich, from the U-17 through the U-19 through the U-23, and then got sold on to, to Leverkusen. So yeah. I could see something like that. But yeah, I, I, I can imagine that he's trying to divvy up transfer fee clauses and drag the contract out and, and make some Liverpool sweat, and Liverpool are going to need a sweat because he's going to have a great season this year. Mm-hmm. He's gonna do well in the Champions League. He's gonna be in the shop window and teams will want to take it for sure. Yeah.
1: Jeremy, listen, you're a star for taking the time to take the call today. Um thanks again. I, I haven't I won't I won't be putting in the bid around Lisbon, but we do know you're gonna become our man in Portugal as opposed to our man in Germany, um uh, by the end of this summer. So uh, we we we'll be getting more in, ins and outs from you as as the season goes on. Um, but just personally, from a big thanks for taking the call today and uh, for filling us in, especially on the on the cater deal, because that's the one that has all the press columns and the and the Twitter pages and the Facebook updates and everything that's going on at this moment. And you know, I've seen transfer windows that have been circuses, but this is definitely the biggest circus I've seen in a long, long time, uh, especially on, on 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 the social media channels itself. Um, and with that, thank you very much. appreciate it. Thank you very much. Good luck in
0: yes. the transfer window
1: okay that was the interview Jeremy I hope you enjoyed it definitely a very uh, good insight into what goes on with the the likes of the Keita deal etc around it Um, and it's worth giving a retweet and a like if you like it out there so we're trying to do a few little different things as we go across the course of the summer because there will be a few other announcements we have coming along but a big thanks again as ever to Jeremy for for taking uh, time out of his day to to fill us in on on the German side of things and the podcast itself is out so you can go and listen to that it's it's always a a laugh and a hoot especially with Steve O and Andy and Sean and all the lads in there um, this evening and don't forget to watch the Periscope because that's not part of the podcast it's separate it's its, its own thing you can enjoy it it's 20 minutes of fun You'll definitely enjoy it get on have a look give us a like give us a few hearts if, if you're on live give us an old twinkle 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 so big thanks as ever to the Astro for letting us do this um, and until next week Good night. And god bless